Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Truly Your VA with Janice. Today is Thursday, June the 23rd, and <laughs> excuse me, I am with the girl next door of spirituality. I am so excited to welcome to today's podcast, Ambila Nath. Welcome to the Truly Your VA podcast. Janice, thank you so much for having me on today. And oh, we're live. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know, you do so much. And I'm just going to start out by saying, you know, a certified coach, serial entrepreneur, spiritual teacher, international speaker, and of course, the girl next door of spirituality. Wow. How did you get started in this field? Like what prompted you to be all of these things? It was never something I set up. I followed the generic, you know, you go off to college, you get a degree, you go to the corporate world and you get a job. And I did that for 10 years. Um, but at the age of 19, I always knew I wanted my own business. I just didn't have the clarity at that age to know what that was going to be. So I, I followed the normal everything else and then I got to a stage in my life where the corporate world just got too much for me and I thought no I want to do something new I, this is now the time for me to start thinking about what my next chapter was going to be and I've always always been passionate about um, people I've always been passionate about behaviors how we tick psychology and I kind of started looking in that sector, in that field. And um, back in the UK, coaching wasn't a big thing. So I, I didn't know what it was that I wanted, but I just started exploring. I didn't want to do another degree in psychology because my uh, background is in IT. And I thought, I don't want to do that because all I want to do is take the positives of it. I don't want to sit there doing the data research and all of those kinds of things. And same with counselling. I thought, I want to move people forward, not keep them absorbed in what's going on and overanalyzing. How can I combine what I want and not, you know, there wasn't a degree, such a degree out there. And then I came across Oprah and she had loads of life coaches going on. Somebody mentioned the magic word. That was it. I was Googling, trying to find out how can I become one of those because that's exactly what I've been looking for. And that's basically how my journey started. The spiritual part never came into it until a lot later. Um, the serial entrepreneur was because it wasn't established in the UK every time I approached somebody regarding coaching they would look at me as if I wanted to put them into a mental asylum so I thought damn I need to make money how can I make money so hence why I had an interior design business I had an events business I also had a tarot business which were all kind of interlinked because my spirituality was growing um, that kind of was another journey in itself and um, yeah, and at some stage in my life, I, I brought everything together. Wow, that is such an amazing story on so many different levels. I love how you described the process that you went through, like you were doing 
the normal, what you thought was the normal thing. Going and very generic, right? Going to college, getting your degree, working in the corporate world. But you were searching for more right from the beginning mm. and not knowing maybe specifically where you were, were going, but you created that path, which is amazing. And, you know, becoming a certified coach and, you know, all these different things going on. Now, I know a lot of people who are in your position, you know, especially with the way of the world today, there's so many new online entrepreneurs coming online. So many people that want to do specifically what you do, but they have really nowhere to begin. What would you suggest to them? Like where, like at one point, for instance, did you sit down and say, all right, these are the things that I love to do. How can I implement that into what I want to do and create? I did. Um, firstly, and it's kind of serious, but jokingly, get yourself a coach. So hello, <laughs> get in contact with me. But no, on a simpler level, yes, through each stage I did. So when I found out that I couldn't be an instant coach because the clientele were, wasn't out there, um, especially in the UK, I thought, okay, I need to make money. What is it that I enjoy doing? And what were my skills? So I literally sat down and went from the time that I had my first job to the time of right now, which was you know back in my corporate world, what are my skills? I didn't look at my titles. I didn't look at the organizations I worked in. I didn't limit myself to IT. I just went, okay, what are my skills? And with those skills, then I went, okay, and project management was a major part of, you know, a lot of what I do in organizing and understanding people. So I was like, okay, those are the ones that I'm most passionate about. So how can I bring the skills of loving to work with people, project managing, wanting to be around and build a team, um, delegating, negotiating, all of those kinds of things. How can I bring the things that I love together in a business? And then I went, okay, which sector do I want to work in? And um, interior design kind of evolved because I thought it's a doorway into coaching people because I started with the decluttering and then I moved into actual interior designing as well. So that was more of an involvement from the coaching part, but the events part, was definitely a, which sector do I want to work in? And I thought, well, why not work in a sector that is always joyful because people are always celebrating something. So yes, it was very much based on what are my skills and then which sector do I want to be working in that I'm gonna get the most enjoyment from. Oh my gosh, what skills? And, but I wanna back up a little bit. The first thing you said was hire a coach. Yes, so 100%. And I wish, I mean, I did, don't get me wrong, I did. Even when I was qualifying as a coach, we had to work with a coach because we have to go through our own journey and plus we had to do the clinical hours, as they say, in terms of show our coaching hours in order to qualify. So it was a three-year, um, I call it a degree, but it was a three-year journey in terms of qualifying. 
So I've always worked with a coach. So when I left and started on my own, I kind of resonated and kind of went, okay, I need to find a coach. I need to find somebody who can help me in terms of creating a business because I've got the coaching skills. Um, I kind of had the business skills of having an interior design business and events business. So I kind of knew that, but I still needed to get my confidence up in really understanding, you know, business as a whole. And especially within the coaching, because I was doing tangible things, but all of a sudden with coaching, you're selling yourself, you're selling yourself as a service. How could I do that and actually have clients who were willing to pay me? Exactly. And I think one, well, there are so many key factors there, but one thing I think that you really touched upon was your skills and how that integrated or related to what you were doing. And as you said, you, you know, you had a three-year journey becoming a coach, but now to implement the business aspect of it, to show up in such a way that felt genuine to you. Is that where international speaking occurred or was that something that you were doing all along? I was always speaking um, ever since my first job. I was always kind of presenting, speaking, training other people to speak or systems. So I had that confidence in doing that. And throughout my journey, I always put myself out there in terms of speaking. So I spoke at national and local events within the UK because it was a way of raising my profile, but it was also, I loved doing workshop, group work, connecting with people. So it wasn't about me. One thing I learned from the very first time in my corporate job, I had to do a presentation. I learned that it was never about me because I was nervous as hell. But then I thought, you know what, if I look at the flip side of me listening to somebody talk, what is it that I'm listening to? What is it? And I thought, it's not them. I'm really not noticing what clothes they're wearing, whether, you know, how they are. I'm listening to the information. I'm listening to the skills of, are they capturing my attention? What is it that they're doing? So that kind of became my journey in that, that I wanted to share information. And as I said, it kind of just evolved because for me, it was allowing people to know more information, sharing what I do with them. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was always speaking on a local national part. The international came about via the internet. I've spoken at a lot of conferences online, as well as wonderful podcasts like this now, thanks to the pandemic. But even prior to that, I did um, travel to places, Europe and Asia, to do a couple of speaking engagements. But yes, but I love it. And that shows, you know, because what I noticed, you mentioned something about listening. And we know that people can hear, but are they listening? But that really translates as well to body language, I think. Seeing, we're also processing that. We can see, but are we observing whom we want to attract? And when you were talking about that, you said, it was never about me. And your face lit up. 
I got the chills from that. Thank you. But it's so true. I think I actually, I um, in my newsletter this month, I actually said to people, it's your business is not about you. It's about your client and how you can serve them. And if you get out of the way, because we start business and we all, and I started in this way as well. I think, okay, I have a product, I have a service. This is what my clients are going to want because I am making an assumption that this is what they want. But until I actually start coaching and talking to my clients, I realize that's really not what they want. They want you know, to be helped, they want to be supported, they want to be saving time. And I'm going, oh, I didn't factor any of that in because you forget within your journey that somewhere along the lines, you've forgotten that that was the journey you were once on. So it's so important to anybody either starting as an entrepreneur or who's been in business for a while, find out what your clients actually want. And it might not be that far away from what you're already offering, but it's so important because your, your business and everything you do is about your clients. And once you know that, it's so much easier to be in business than trying to make it about you. Unless, of course, you're an influencer, then that's different. But if you're a coach or a service-based, it's really important to understand your uh, clients. And that is so true because I know for myself in my uh, VA business, um, I love creative project management. And most recently, uh, within the last 11 months, I kind of am redoing everything because it occurred to me, okay, I'm great. I'm doing this and I'm excellent at it, but I wasn't enjoying it. And, exactly. that's one thing, and that's one thing I really want to touch upon because I think it's okay to go through those different things because you yeah. really you really are more in tune with what you want to do and how your skills, as you mentioned, can segue into, uh, you know, connecting with your clients in such a way you find out what exactly your clients want. And, you know, one thing, for instance, um, I'm doing some market research and I always find it, I was always like, oh, you know, market research. Um, but in my line of work, of course, it's, that's really important to, you know, understand, like really connect with what my ideal client wants. So thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Now, as you go through, through your journey, and obviously you've been doing this for quite a few years, is there, <laughs> excuse me, is there like maybe a mistake that you made that you thought, was going to maybe end all things, but you're like, wait a minute, you step back for a moment and you said, you know what? Although this didn't happen the way I wanted to, it led me somewhere different. Every day, every single day. You would be a fool if you said as an entrepreneur, you don't feel that because you do. Every day you, you, you might come across a hurdle or something. Well, it might not be every day, but, you know, close to it. You question, you, you kind of go, okay, 
is this where I want to be? Is this where I'm going? Um, and I think if you kind of put it into that mindset that yes, this is something that happens every day, but then know that you kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, th this is basically me up-leveling, this is me needing to change what I do and not fear it. Because I think that the biggest thing is that when you fear that or put it as such a big thing, that's when you start having more challenges and obstacles. But when you think of it as your normal daily routine, that yes, hiccups are going to happen. Yes, things are going to not go the way that you want. I mean, for God's sake, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So therefore, you know, within that journey that it's not been easy and even when you think of my portfolio I had an interior design business I had an events business don't get me wrong I still kind of do but um and then I've got coaching you're like but none of them are interlinked and that's because it's okay to not have a job for life even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur it's absolutely fine but it's okay not to be in that mindset that Whatever I choose has to be until the day I die. Wonderful if you find things that can make money, that you love doing, that are bringing you income. Why not have multiple sources of income? Create that for you. But sorry, diverting away from your question, which was regarding the failure aspect. For me... I think I've always been more solution-based. So I never really look at failure as failure. I look at it as in, okay, what do I need to do? After I've got over the shock, after I've done the anger, after I've done the whole drama, <laughs> trust me, I'm a coach. I know all about drama. Once I've kind of got over that mindset and gone, okay, what is it that I need to be doing? I always think, okay, I need to level up. What is it that I need to do in terms of working on myself? What skills do I need to start working on? Who do I need to be reaching out to? Where do I need to be getting support? Because I've always been solution-based. I never focus on a problem for that long. I kind of acknowledge it, um, but I don't drown myself and start swimming in it. I kind of go, okay, I need to get out of it. What do I need to do? So my psychology has always been solution-based. So any failure is more about what do I need to do to push myself through this? You know, solution-based, I think a lot of times when we start a business or whatever it may be, there's always that fear of failure. But you kind of, you turned that around in such a way like, okay, here's, you're not focusing on the problem. You realize that there may be some hurdles. So you just immediately start looking for the solution. And I think that's probably one of the biggest parts and you're the expert on this. So please correct me if I'm wrong. That is probably one of the biggest parts of why somebody may not move forward. Well, thank you for calling me an expert. <laughs> Um, 100%. It, it really is. It's 
I devised a process. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's devised it, but you know, other people have got it out there, but I call it the 24 hour process. I've had it ever since I became a coach, which was that I would only give myself 24 hours to play my drama, to be the victim, to get over my anger, frustration, you know, whatever I may be facing with either in business or in life. And then I would go, okay, what do I need to do now? because I've done the drama, I've got over it, what do I need to do now? And it's acknowledging that it's a work in progress. So people who choose to be in that state, either one don't know how to get out of that state. I've, kind, I've been in personal development since I was 18 years old. So I've always had some kind of tools to know what to do. But becoming a coach, I realize how many people don't how many people don't know the skills or you know what to do and then the second thing is even if they do find the skills and knowledge they may not want to take the action for the simple fact that it's too scary too painful because at some point within your drama you have to take responsibility for you what are you doing to create that and for me when I first came across that that was the biggest Aha, uh -huh. because you kind of, you're taught, you grow up, it's always something else. It's always somebody else's problem. It's the external environment, the government, the climate, the this, the that. It's never me. It's never me. It couldn't be me for me. And once I learned that actually somewhere within me, it is me that's doing this, creating this, um, whether it's how I'm responding to something or whether I'm creating the problem I need to take responsibility so then you know then you can move forward and a lot of people even clients that I've coached in the past they get scared in that particular part because it's then acknowledging that oh my god it's me it's not the world it's me and I need to take action and yeah, they can get overwhelmed. But yeah, two things. It's basically, they don't know. They don't know the skills on what to do. And secondly, if they do know the skills, they're too um, stuck in their comfort zone to want to break out of that pain. Wow. Oh my gosh. So many golden nuggets here today. Ambila, how can your our viewers and listeners um, reach out to you? You can find me on social media. Um, Instagram is my go-to. So anybody who wants to connect to me, please go to Instagram. It's Ambila underscore math. So even on my website or if you're on Facebook and not on Instagram, just Google my name, Ambila Nath. But on Instagram, please use the underscore because it's two Ambila Naths. They're both me, but the live one is the one with the underscore. And folks, she is live here today. She is the girl next door of spirituality. Ambila, I can't thank you enough for being here today in this space and sharing your knowledge as a serial entrepreneur. You, your voice is going to resonate. Your message will resonate with so many around the world. And I am so blessed and grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much. Well, Janice, equally, thank you so much for the honor and inviting me 
onto your platform um, and sharing my story and what I do. So thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, folks, I will make sure, of course, in the show notes that all of Ambila's information is there so you can connect with her easily. Know that wherever you are in the world, it's okay. You can do this. Step over that fear. Write down your skills. Take the knowledge that you have learned today to move forward. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Janice Malillo, and I am the host of Truly Your VA with Janice. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone.